1: This is Legacy Heating and Air Game Day with Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT.
2: Naval Academy, and everybody knows that signals the annual Notre Dame Navy game. Actually, the 94th game between the rivals. Only last year, the game was canceled due to COVID, otherwise, it was an uninterrupted series since it started in 1927. Mutual respect for each other is the standard of the day for each and every Notre Dame team. And we want to add our respect and salute all the men and women of the Navy that have served or are serving now. And all the military branches. Most of the consensus is that the Irish need to score often and frequently as the midshipman offense hogs the ball for chunks of game time and there's not much left for Notre Dame. Navy is relentless they never quit and today we'll share that perspective from a number of Notre Dame players of the past and we'll also hear some of their stories. Joining us will be Alan Rossum, Deke Cooper, Tony Rice, Luther Bradley, John Carney, Kevin Kelly, Steve Berline and Alan Pinkett and we'll catch up with the one and only Daniel Rudy Rudiger who was also a midshipman himself but let's get started and bring the most important guy in my partner Vince Dadario. good morning we can say good morning I've been botching that for the last three weeks
3: no that's true we we finally get to get into bed maybe at a decent hour tonight uh, because it's not a night game which I'm okay with for sure <laughs> Uh, and to be honest with you, it's a beautiful November day here in South Bend. I mean, it's going to be like in the mid-50s in the afternoon. Yeah. Sun's going to be shining. The trees are turning. All that stuff that you like about living in the Midwest, you're going to get it today, uh, which is fantastic. So I, I always look forward to this game. I When uh, people ask us, you know, hey, I've never been to Notre Dame. I want to go to my first game. Which one should I go to? We, we like to tell them to come to the Navy game uh, sure. because th- there's just so much – around it and like you said mutual respect all that fun stuff. So um I, I do know that there's some people coming for their first game today. So uh, it it should be a great day for football and should be a great day for for Notre Dame. Uh so it should be fun.
2: It is a beautiful day. Real quick a synopsis, give me a quick 30 seconds on what do you think how the game will transpose today?
3: Oh wow, hit me early. Uh well, <laughs> this is not Navy, the Navy team of old. This isn't the 11 and 2 you know, 10 and three Navy team. This Navy team has struggled this year. So uh, Notre Dame should be able to, you know, put up points. They should be able to score and they should be able to shut down this option. They, they've they've played it long enough. They know uh, it shouldn't be a big surprise what Navy wants to do. And frankly, Navy's not very good at it this year. So uh, I, I predict a pretty big Notre Dame win.
2: All right. As I'm, I'm watching the screen, as you're talking, whatever I'm seeing, Alan shaking his head. Like, no, 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 no. Plus, Alan's prepared. He's somewhere it's cold because he's got on quite a hat and a sweatshirt right now. Good morning, Alan Rossum and Deke Cooper. Hey, good
4: morning. Good morning. morning.
2: I'm in Atlanta, man, so it's cold here. It's like 43 degrees. I got an outdoor workout today. (laughs) So why were you shaking your head as uh, Vince was talking there? That's Deke. That's (laughs) (laughs) Deke.
5: I'm thinking about this. I'm, you know, I'm thinking about this. Uh, I guess you can say it's a robbery, but uh, I'm thinking about this game and uh, playing them every year. And it, it, it did not matter what record Navy had. They came and they played hard <laughs> and they gave it everything that they had. It was both a blessing and a curse. I, I'm thankful that they play that way because they're defending our country and our liberties. But you know, on a on a Saturday with the cut blocks and <laughs> blocking after the Wilson oh. is just Nerve-breaking, but it's all good.
2: <laughs> hey, Deke, so if I say the word Navy in the football context, what comes to your mind right away? Hey, exactly
4: what Ross was
2: talking about,
4: man. That was just a hard-nosed game. I mean,
2: it, it's hard to
4: practice for cut blocks, you mm-hmm. know, for of <laughs> cut blocks and just having to deal with that and, you know, just hitting the quarterback and the fullback, even when they don't have the ball. I mean, it was just a really hard-nosed game. Preparation, you know, for the week, and then going into that game, it was rough. And it was
5: really Alan, rough.
2: For someone who yep. really didn't tackle a lot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're going to get some back and forth here, and I'm going to get you guys really going here. a later on, when I, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about the play or whatever. But uh, for, for right for uh, right now, um, Alan, there's no reason why they should bring anybody that's been on the injury list back into this game and just keep them off the field for one game because of the way Navy plays, right? Not, they don't play dirty. It's just hard fought, and those cut blocks are really tough. No, I think I think it would be a
5: good – I think it's a good opportunity for us to get some other people an opportunity to play once the game is in hand. You never want to overlook an, an opponent, you know, because they didn't get it Saturday or Sunday or Thursday. It, it was games on last night. They didn't even get it. <laughs> you know, uh, someone can show up and, and give you everything that you, that you hope not to get, you know, so – uh, but once the game is in hand, no, I would I would leave those guys on the sideline.
2: That's Alan Ross. I'm Deke Cooper. Deke, tell me what practice was like the week before because you basically got to throw everything out that you've been. Like this year, Notre Dame's team went facing mostly passing teams. Man, throw it out and totally restructure your practice. How was that for you guys?
4: Uh, it was rough. It was rough. You had to completely change your mindset uh, as far as, you know, It was no 707 pass scale you know, getting ready for Army, I mean Navy. So, you know, it was just, you know, we could face a West Coast-type offense, you know, the week before. And then, like you say, all that is out the window. And it's wishbone, you know, power T, it it was rough. I mean, so just, you know, thud practice, you know, trying not to get injured before the game, but trying to mentally and physically prepare for a physical game. So it it was difficult.
3: One of the things Brian Kelly has done is he's actually brought in guys – to prepare the team for Navy as as preferred walk-ons, right? There's a quarterback locally, his name's Chase Ketterer from New mm-hmm. Prairie, and he was a preferred walk-on just to be the quarterback, the show team quarterback for Navy. And he's been practicing with like four or five other guys all year just for this week. Is that something that you guys did at all, or, or were you guys just practicing the week of and that was it?
5: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! okay. Hey, um here's here's how my navy game usually went. We were in the middle of midterms. So I gotta study <laughs> and look at this game. And the only thing I, I, I wish for this game is that the clock continued to tick because they ran the ball
6: out.
5: Mm-hmm. And that Ronnie P wanting to throw the ball. I mean throw the ball over Ron Paulus wanting to throw the ball out over the place. But you know <laughs> We only had really one tough
4: game, but we're not gonna bring that up. I guess it be brought up at some point. <laughs> yeah i mean for us we had um i want to say they put uh i forget the position that Aber played i can't remember his first name i just remember we called him Aber, and he might have been a safety or something but they would put him at quarterback for mm-hmm. that week, and he would just run running he was just a hard-nosed tough kid and he would just run like the army and navy quarterbacks would run so we didn't go get anybody else we, <laughs> we used that <laughs>
2: This is the in-air cool. game day show on WSBT. We're with uh, Alan Rossman, D Cooper. Go ahead, Alan. I was just saying that's pretty cool. I mean, actually, hey, look,
5: Coach Kelly. Yeah, hey, Coach is asking me to join the team. <laughs> <And> I, have, <laughs> I have a particular assignment, and I'm prepared for it all year. So I don't know yeah. what he's going
4: to do it for the rest of the year, but <laughs> pretty cool. <dude. laughs> hey, hey, Ross, you like those uh, old pop-up Halloween stores.
6: You know, pop-up. <laughs> <laughs> Great. But he's
5: a preferred walk on, so you know, he gets, you know, he gets, uh, I guess, whatever preferred walk on gets. Uh, I don't even know what that means, but I do yeah. know what it means. I don't know what it means
3: concerning football. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, he's cool. a smart kid, obviously. So, yeah, it that's
5: works. He added some bragging rights. Oh, yeah. You know, Rudy no longer has all the bragging
2: rights, man. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> Hey, hey! guys are both defensive, and I'll start with Deke. We we had a linebacker here for about four years, just recently or whatever, Greer Martini, that seemed like he excelled every single time we played Navy. Like he was able to pick that ball up, who had the ball, and there was no, and he'd make right, Vince. Got he'd, he'd make, he'd be the leading tackler every single time we played Notre Dame, starting as a freshman. Vince.
3: Yeah, he was. He was. He. That was just kind of his game. They always put him in to start against Navy, and it's where he excelled. And didn't really excel in any other game. That was just kind of his thing. He was the Navy linebacker, basically. Yeah.
2: Do you two have? Did you two have anybody on your team that, for some reason, Navy game just clicked for them? I see the brains working on both of you. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing is, I
4: I almost became that guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> before, yeah, a story there. Play, for whatever reason. I didn't play a whole lot my sophomore year except the Navy game.
2: (laughs) What do you think made you better than the rest of the team was?
4: Um, Well, I wouldn't say better than the rest of the team, but I had a knack for it. Like, you know, I I had a knack for finding the ball. It was, okay, look, this is your guy. Look, don't worry about anything else. And I mean, it was easy. So, you know, I'm not trying to figure out like who has the ball. Like, look, that's my guy. He has the ball or not. That's who I'm tackling, so.
2: So speaking of uh, tackling stuff, let's go to that '97 game and tap your guys' memory. First of all, we'll just start off. Do you re- what, Alan? How do you remember it starting? Like the, fir- <laughs> the first half and everything. It was a close game, and I know you're laughing, but don't steal hey, my thunder because I got to set this all up. So whatever he's
4: about to say, he's lying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so let's start, Alan. Just in the first half, if you can remember what was going what was going on there. And. and- as I stated earlier, man, it was just a,
5: a game that you kind of had to mentally physically get prepared for. And um, I, I think that was another year that we had midterms, And And, uh, you know, just having a bang all game. Where, I guess you could say I was a finesse player. So that was probably the thing that I was just like, hey, Ivory, you want to play the rest of this game? <laughs> I <in this> <laughs> you know, other corner uh, on the other side, on the opposite side of me. Or devron yeah, I mean yeah, De- yeah, man, get some of this. Yeah, y'all are bigger than me anyway. But that was probably my thing going up to Bob Davy that year of like, Hey, look here, uh coach. Uh <laughs> you know, I got these uh <clears throat> got all these returns I'm trying to prepare for for the next week or whatever, but but <laughs> it was it, that game right there, man, it was that's always tough for me because of the mentality of the game. And uh not that I was afraid to, to mix it in, but it just wasn't a big part of my game. So I always left it up to guys like Deke and Devron and Ivory who like to bang. Hey,
2: Deke, so what are you setting up the uh, the second half and the end of the game? What do you remember about that first half against them?
4: Uh, I, this was maybe my second game on defense. You know, they moved me from – I just moved from offense to defense. Oh. The week before, I think we played Washington, I believe, and then the next – Maybe I'm thinking Air Force. I think it might have been Air Force. Whatever it was, I had only been on defense for maybe about two ga- two or three games. And so, man, they were yelling the plays out to me from the sideline because I hadn't learned – you know, I was trying to learn the regular defense. And so, mm-hmm. you throw everything out the window when we played Navy. So, now I'm trying to learn this defense. Like you said, Ross said, you know, midterms and everything else going on, being a freshman. So, that was – I mean, the first half was a blur for me. It was a blur. It was, I mean, it was things moving. I'm trying to figure things out with the offense. Okay, man, I thought the fullback had the ball. I look back, he's to tossed this way. I'm like, you know.
2: <laughs> so going in at halftime, did that? Uh, you get your your recollections back together and uh, just take a deep breath and come back out for that second half?
4: Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it took that, that first half just for me to figure out, look, I, I can't watch everything. Like, that was the biggest takeaway from that first half. Like, I was trying to take everything in and it was like watching a magician back there. Like I couldn't find the ball, and you know I said, "Look, man, don't worry about what this guy's doing. What this guy's doing. Look, this is your responsibility." Once I was able to figure that out, you know the game slowed down for me.
2: Another Steve cooper also with Alan Rossum. Go ahead, Alan.
5: Yeah, just real quick. I mean, that was all. That was always how those games were. It didn't matter how prepared you were. That mm-hmm. first half, you kind of had to get caught up with the, their speed and how they did things because didn't matter who you put back there to run that scout team. When you see the real deal, then you understand the speed and the, I mean, just the, they were just a, a fine tune machine. And, Absolutely. uh, and they, yeah, I mean, all those, all those, I mean, air force, uh, army, oh my gosh, I mean, army was a game in New York air force out in Colorado Springs. Those are just always just tough games for us. Even when we played Navy in Ireland, you know that was a tough game as well, so it took it took a little bit just to get caught up to like okay, <clears throat> there there we can figure this thing out and we can get a grasp of it.
2: You know. So Deke, as we get to uh, the end of the game in 1997, do you want to set up what you saw on that last play? We do have a clip we're going to listen to, so we're going to get the <laughs> cool. version of it also. Since, and Alan's uh, gonna hold your feet to the fire anyway, I can already tell that. So go ahead.
4: Hey, since uh, since, Cub's the, uh, call, it is if, since Cub uh, is not on the call, it was his fault. Who was that? Yep, since Covy, uh, Ivy Covens is not on the call, it was his fault. So this is what I remember. This is what I remember. So I'm a 6'3 safety, Cub is probably 5'10, Ross. I mean, okay. somewhere in there. So I'm like six feet, six one. So yeah. <laughs> so I was to be a jumper. I'm the taller guy I was supposed to be jumper. But he was supposed to be back for the tip. I guess he wanted interception. We both wanted interception, so we both jumped for the ball, and it bounced off my helmet. I fall to the ground. I look, and I'm like, and I see Ross just come from nowhere, comes and push the guy to bounce. I'm just like, man, I think he just saved my scholarship. <laughs> 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 so like, alan, it was, it was, I like i was watching i'm looking it was like slow motion i'm like oh i'm like i'm about to be the reason that we lost for the first time to navy i'm like man i can't believe it <laughs> It was uh, so
2: alan real quick let me set this up so it was a it was a uh 21 17 game and yeah. the, with the clock expiring uh, yeah. they end up at navy threw a hail mary pass down the uh, side down the sidelines deke tipped and then you come all the way from the other side of the field, kind of like a Kyle Hamilton play.
5: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and set this up probably even more dramatically than it probably was. I'm going to say they had no chance of winning the game from where they were throwing the ball from. So yeah. imagine that they're throwing a Hail Mary from their own 30, mm-hmm. and the guy maybe throws it 30 yards.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: And imagine two guys trying to get – Go, both going up for the interception and bumping into each other. Ball tips up in the air, and the guy who was running down for that hail mary was finally getting there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot going on before he got. There. <laughs> yes. He's not the
5: fastest guy, okay? But so he, the ball tips up in the air, and it is in slow motion. It is just like <laughs> you know, it, it was just like, dun, 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 dun. it was like that, man. And the guy that catches the ball, and I'm just like, "Are you kidding me?" Because I'm like, "All right, I'm unstrapping my helmet." These guys knocked the ball down, and no, that was not the case. Okay, so um, yeah, <laughs> so I, I think I caught him at like the the two or the three, and maybe it was the five or the ten, but I was able to push him out. And uh, they say that saved. I mean, that that made the school a lot of money. I just never got any of it. But I think I can get back for these nils. Uh, right. Was, uh, what you think? You think I see? You know, I'm on
4: board.
2: Well, uh, <laughs> at least it, at least the discount. <laughs> right. right. So, let's hear that call right now, and then somehow they got some commentary from you, Alan, on there. So go ahead, Matt. And he just heaves it up to see what can happen at the other
5: end. It's call last second I saw what was occurring. I'm definitely confident I'm going to catch him, but what I was thinking is somebody's going in a cold tub because uh, this game should definitely be over. Yeah. That's it's time.
0: Point out of bounds. goodness. At the one-yard line, LeBron
7: but 69 yards out of time on the play. I don't believe it.
6: The game is over.
0: Charlie, this is shades of Doug Flutie, Boston College, Gerard Phelan. Kind of tipped around by Dean Cooper. And it's a catch. There's no question whatsoever. Alan Robinson has the good
2: sense to stay with the play and save the game. By... There we go. There we go. Actually, as it happened, and everybody can go to YouTube and pick that up and hear the full thing because I did cut out some of Alan's commentary. But now since you you even said you guys were going for this, the interception because that's what he said in that. He said, they were both going for the interception. <laughs> right, and then Allen comes streaking over from the other side and makes that game. It looks like it was like, like the half yard line or the one yard line. I mean, it was.
3: Oh, no, it was yeah, it was the one yard line. It he barely got him. Uh, yeah. no question about it. It was that was a heads up play coming from the other side because as he said, he was unspeckling his helmet. You know, the game's over, no problem, <laughs> and he was able to get over there and knock it down, knock him out, out of bounds. So, uh, it's a good thing the, the football field wasn't one yard shorter. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah, goodness.
4: Absolutely. I, like, I was a freshman, so I still I blame Cuff for that. He was he was upperclassman. He should have known better than
1: that. <laughs> That's great. Hey,
2: hey, let's uh, let's. Hey, uh,
5: before did hey, Deke unplug me like right at the? At the <laughs> hey, I had phone. to. I had yeah, to,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and he had some other perspective, but we're not going to share that with you. <laughs> 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 hey, let's get a let's get a take from you guys before we let you go on this year's team. Uh, Alan Rossum, we'll start with uh, you first. What are you seeing since uh, we talked? some games back.
5: I think we have a lot of talent. I think, um, you know, we were really just trying to figure out a lot of things on defense, a new defensive coordinator.
2: And you can, you can see
5: the hesitancy on some of our playmakers, even at the beginning of the season. And I think we would be even further along if, you know, uh, all all all-star safety was there, but it's given, it's given an opportunity for some of the other guys. I'm sure Kyle was going (laughs) to enter the draft, giving them an opportunity to, uh, you know, to step up offensively. The only thing that's been interesting is just uh, how we've kind of juggled the quarterbacks. But I'm sure BK is just figuring it out as well and, and doing whatever is needed at that time to win the game. Because ultimately, you got to figure it out during the game to win the game. Everyone checks their ego at the gate. Um, I don't know uh, what's going on with punt returns, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, you know. But uh, I'm sure they'll figure that out as well. But uh, I wish we would have played better at home against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh Every game, but I just wish we would have played better there. But uh, considering, um, we've been losing guys left and right, especially on their offensive line and at key positions. And now we then we lost Ian Book. That was kind of like a big hole we had to fill. So I'm proud of the way that the team um has performed thus far. But being an armchair quarter, armchair quarterback, and a Monday morning quarterback, now we
2: should be undefeated. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Deke Cooper, your comments on this year's team?
4: Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with, uh, with with Rossman. We definitely should be undefeated. Um, like I said, I mean, I, I watch every game. I mean, from a defensive, you know, perspective, you know, and I'm like I said, we're still trying to figure some things out on defense, you know, and I think that's kind of the like defense wins championship has always kind of been the motto, and I still believe that. I mean, like offensive, like we're still trying to figure some things out with the quarterback. I've never been a fan of juggling quarterbacks, but it's, it's worked for some people, but I'm just not a fan of it. And I think we just need to lock in with who we're going to go with it. But I know he's trying to get the young guy ready for next year because, you know, um, we're going to be, you know, we're losing our starting quarterback uh, just to graduation, I'm assuming. But nowadays, I man, you never know. It has come back for seven, eight, nine years. I'm like, <laughs> I'm back again. But uh, I, I like where was headed. Uh, you know, I think we're solid. Uh, just work out some things. Um, hopefully Cincinnati keeps winning so, you know, we don't lose that. Uh, that that um that weight that we got with them just them being number two team in the country.
5: Absolutely. Hey, can I just say hey, something quick? Ahead. Yeah, I mean, I am I am glad that they figured out our running game and, and started getting the running backs um, involved. One in particular who was, I mean, an exceptional running back. Could find the hole. It's a playmaker as we saw in that what ninety seven ninety five run uh, right. last week. He was he was entangled, <laughs> quote unquote for a moment. And then he has this he has this King Henry uh stiff arm, you know, going yeah. down the side. <laughs> yeah, that was an unbelievable play. And uh I am the worst Notre Dame football watcher in the history we of the game. That.
2: We heard you <laughs> tell us that. I was gonna ask Deke if he's like that when he watches a game. Like no, oh, okay.
5: Okay. Yeah um, Deke, for, um, Alan
2: okay. tells us he doesn't let anybody else in the room and he's a terrible when watching. Oh, Don't come by What I about you?
4: I sit in the attic by myself. <laughs> I do, I'm like because like, I don't want any talking on any questions I, ask. I like I'm terrible. It's it's funny. But, like at watching the game, the rest of the family's downstairs watching the same
2: game.
4: Yeah. <laughs> That's how bad it is.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh guys, yeah. we appreciate you both being on. Thank you so much for sharing the memories and uh just having a good conversation. You're you guys take Thanks, care, guys. both have Give a great day, again. okay?
4: All right, absolutely. All right. Thanks again.
2: I Thanks, fellas. See you later. All right, Ross. Yep. Bye-bye. Stay with us. We're back after a short break with Luther Bradley and Tony Rice on Sports Radio 960 WSBT, your home for the fighting Irish.
1: This is Legacy Heating Adair Game Day with Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. <laughs>
3: And your Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show is brought to you by, of course, Legacy Heating and Air, your heating and clean air specialist. Find them online at legacyheatingandairinc.com. Also brought to you by Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing. Contact Mary Veg in South Bend or Kimberly Thibodeau in South Bend. By Fisher's Barbecue and Catering on uh, 213 East McKinley Avenue in Mishawaka for drive through, carry out, or catering. Just look for the smoke. By Four Winds Casinos, your entertainment escape. By KeyBank, open a Key smart checking account today. KeyBank opens doors. For more info, visit Key.com. KeyBank is member FDIC. By Mimo's Pizza. Mimo's on Edison and Mishawaka. If you like pizza, you'll love Mimo's Manja Manja. By Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. Authentic Mexican. Serve fresh daily. Hey, guys. In division in Mishawaka. MontereyMexican.com. Myself and orthopedics team physicians for the University of Notre Dame since 1949. Wings Etc. Grill and Pub with 14 Michigan area locations. Stop in today or order online at togo.wingsetc.com. The South, the orthopedic and, and sports medicine center OSMC providing orthopedic care to Michiana since 1973. And by Salsa's Mexican Grill. Share good times and great food this football season at Salsa's. Mexican Grill, Tim.
2: Thanks, uh, Ben, and for everybody. How you doing? Just shy of ten thirty a.m., and it's going to be in the low fifties uh, at kickoff time. So perfect cool day on the Notre Dame campus. We are glad to have joined us uh, two popular players that are well known. We have Luther Bradley, and we also have Tony Rice, who just got off a motorcycle, I believe. You
8: yes, I did. <laughs> I'm here. Yes, I did.
2: <laughs> All right. How was that ride? You're safe, I guess, because you're here.
8: <laughs> I'm safe. So far, I am. And I'm waiting for some other people to meet us and I'm just enjoying this beautiful day in Miami.
2: Yeah. What's the temperature oh, you. Uh, I was going to say, I thought you were in Chicago. <laughs>
9: <laughs> hey, how are you doing? I'm, I'm good, Tony. Good to hear from
8: you. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, I moved away about two and a half years ago from Chicago decided I'm not getting any younger, so I got to go to a place that's warm. I understand.
2: <laughs> you got it. You got it. Hey, Luther, let's let's start with you. Now, we're going to talk about football in general, but we're, we're here, obviously, on the Notre Dame Navy Game Day. If I say Navy game, what first comes to your mind?
9: Uh, Tough. Uh, because every time we played them, they played us hard. They never gave up. They never quit. And although they lacked a lot of talent, but you know they uh, they, were, they played us hard, and so um, yeah, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. But you know what, you know, but the, the thing that happens sooner or later, you know, talent takes over, and we and always end up beating them. Maybe all score, but uh, most of the time we came up on the on the better end.
2: Tony Rice, if I said the same to you, Navy game, what comes to your mind right away?
8: <laughs> like Luther said, they never gave up. And um, it was always one of those games that, you know, you, you think you got them and you still want to work hard, but they still kept on coming at you. And um, one of those things that, and they do hit hard, and like any yeah. other team, but, you know, we didn't take anything lightly and they didn't take anything lightly, but it was just one of those good good matchups.
2: Tony, do you, um, we were asking the other guys every time before you, Alan Rossum and uh, Deke Cooper, about, the practice time ahead of time so how did Lou address the kind of offense that Navy uh, runs well
8: I used to go down there and 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 run the option because they ran the option so I was the only person that did it at that time so I used to go both ways and trying to learn you know do their plays and trying to make our defense better Uh, but then we had other guys too that did that but you know I was one of those those people that then, not wear the red jerseys like they do right now because I love the, the contact. And that's what Navy is all about is, you know, having the contact and making things happen. So um, more to that to prep for the game, it was more just like uh, anything else. But then, like, I just try to make things better for the whole team because we all have to give up certain things. Um, and that's giving up, like, to make our team better. So I would go down and work with the scout squad on making our defense wow. good.
3: So, Tony, how, how much different – because obviously you guys ran some option. How much different was Navy's option compared to what you guys were normally doing? I mean, that's that's learning a whole new offense when you're still the starter at Notre Dame as well, or at least playing. So, w- I, that's got to be a lot to take on for that week.
8: It, it was. But I've been doing this ever since I was in the fourth grade. And um, I never played defense. Um, and I was just a, a skill option Quarterback that, like coach, Holtz and my high school coaches to say, you know, if I step at forty three degree angle instead of a forty five, that's not right. You got to do everything right, and that's one thing that they do right all the time. Now, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And looking at the many years that they're doing now, that football has um, changed. They're passing the ball more now. Mm-hmm. It's almost is like Air Force. So um, with Navy, mm-hmm. you, you, you definitely cannot give up you know, the, the passing also, because they may sneak up and and throw one on you or a couple on you.
2: That's Tony Rice. We're also with Luther Bradley on the uh, game day show. Like I said, he didn't air game. Day show. Luther, you kind of had the perspective of, uh, two different coaches, how they addressed the Navy attack with, uh, era. And then, uh, Dan, what was, uh, is there any differences between how the two wanted your defense to approach practice? Well, one of the things that I don't know if you remember or not, but Air
9: had the defense called the mirror. And, Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, uh, had like two deep, we had two linebackers, uh, making sure that they tackled the fullback every time. And then the outside, the defensive end and the strong safety would do the running backs. But what we did is that, you know, we just believed that they were going to run the ball and they couldn't throw the ball. And we just went one-on-one outside. And, uh, and so, uh, and we were very successful because if they can't throw the, if they're not going to throw the ball. We're just going to gang up eight guys in the box and and make them, you know, show that they can run the ball. The good thing is that we had the same coaching staff uh, with Era that we had with, with Dan Devine, so we had the same defense, so we were able to keep that continuity, and uh, we were very successful at it.
2: So, Luther, I'm looking at some notes from the 1974 game, and I know I'm asking you to think back to that, but Navy was ahead 6 to nothing at the end of the third quarter. So what the heck was going on with that game? And We barely pulled it out, scoring two late touchdowns and win 14. Yeah,
9: yeah we didn't have much options. But, you know, as I said earlier,
2: man, they, they never quit. I mean, these
9: guys, they come to play. And um, you know, I, I, you know, but you know, and then at one point you realize, you know what, we got to play and we got to buckle down here and do, you know, and execute. And so, and then until we executed, you know, we it was it was a real ball game. But uh, at the end, at the end, again, I think talent
2: kind of overruled and it, it,
9: it happened in that case as well.
2: Tony Rice, when you guys were uh, on offense, was there a plan to run? more option and keep the ball longer because you, you rarely got opportunities against nature. or was it more of a, a strike quick and then, you know, just score as many times as you can when you had possession.
8: Uh, yeah, well, it's just like every, like every other offense out there, you want to score every time you get the ball. And uh, we just wanted to, you know, keep the ball in our possession that keep our defense off the field. Um, and once we didn't want to turn the ball over, like um, we were programmed to do, um, to not do that, it just came up to be like, whenever you get the ball, just just go with it. And, you know, don't don't take them lightly because they're out there for a a common goal is to defeat, you know, University of Notre Dame, and that wasn't going to happen. And the whole team looked at it just like that. But um, more of them as far as being, you know, very – excited about playing against Notre Dame but then you know they want to do everything right and their the regiments and and everything that goes along with it because they're very disciplined and that's one thing you want to take away from them then then we'll also we have a school to represent and that's the fighting Irish in Notre Dame
2: was there anything in the back of uh, your mind and other players mind about how they tackle it wasn't dirty that's just the way they're they're taught but obviously that cause could cause a lot of severe injury too Oh, uh, yeah
8: well that's come along with the game you know mm-hmm. what what but what you're trying to accomplish here you know you're not they're not really trying to hurt anyone they're just low they right. keep low and they keep a a, a low balance and they want to tackle so with that being said, there was no cheap shots they never did any cheap shots, and just more of a fundamental um tackling and making things happen on their
2: side uh Luther Bradley, you had another close game nineteen seventy six and already won twenty seven navy I'm sorry, Notre Dame 27, Navy 21, and the late, uh, defensive back, Dave Waymer uh, tipped away a fourth, uh, down pass in the ends, end zone. I'm assuming that wasn't on your side of the field, Luther. <laughs> no, there wasn't on my side of the field. I didn't play that. <laughs>
9: but Dave, I, I just remember Dave being a great athlete and, uh, he made a great play in the ball and, uh, but I, I want to make a comment with uh, what Tony said, man. These these guys are they were fundamentally sound, and you know they uh, they hit hard. And uh, I, I remember we played Air Force out in out in the Colorado Springs once, and Al Hunter, one of my running backs, came on the sideline. And he I think he had gotten dinged to the point he had a concussion. <laughs> He's like, man, these little guys can hit.
2: So, <laughs> so he was right man they didn't play yeah. so that the uh, mindset of playing navy and then well obviously if you had nowadays they only have one service academy per year right vince seems like yeah. we don't have them but when yeah. you had multiple ones you had yeah. to kind of change around how difficult is that every week you know one week you might be playing a passing attack and then the next week paying another uh, option team like that Either one of you, Tony Rice or Luther Bradley, comment, please. Go ahead, Tony.
8: Okay, well, for me, it's just like, okay, we're going to run the ball. We're going to challenge you. And we kept everything plain and simple. Yeah, looking at the forefront, you know, 4-3 defense and with um, defensive line compared to ours. And I, I – how would I say it now? I love the challenge, the challenge of everything. I can tell you where I'm going to go. I want you to try to stop it mm-hmm. see what happens. And most of those guys couldn't because everything was, you know. Um, for me, I worry about my position. If I carry out my fake, I mm-hmm. want to lure one person to me so it can take away from the defense. Other than that, if I didn't do it, I didn't do my job. So I, I wasn't hesitant of doing my position. I, I did it to the best I could because I knew I knew Sunday when we look at film and Coach host is talking to me that he's gonna say why are you didn't do this right here. Do everything right. Do the right thing for the team. Don't be selfish. Just take one person away from that. So I, and I with each and every team that went on, hey, coach, let's go in the same place. I, I, I don't care. I, I don't think they can stop it because we, we have some very skilled players.
2: Well said. That's Tony Rice. We're also with Luther Bradley on the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Luther, let's t- uh, spin to this year because we haven't had a chance to get your feel for this year's uh, team. So w- what do you see on, on the uh, defense for your for the 2021 Fighting Irish?
9: You know, well, I, I've seen that they've got some uh, great athletes uh, on defense. Um, Sometimes I question whether they're great tacklers or not. But, you know, I think that comes with having a young team. Um and then on offense, I think the offensive line is a very, very young offensive line. And so they haven't been able to really run the ball effectively. So the defense is going to have to carry them probably the most of the season. Um, I think the quarterback is getting a little bit better. Um, but, uh, but, you know, that happens all the time. The defense needs to, uh, to carry a team probably, you know, three quarters of the season and at the end. Uh, of the year the, the offense kind of catches up and says, okay all right we can we think that we can score or we think we can run the ball um, um so anyway I, I think that they've got a good chance to kind of run it out you know the win out for the rest of the season um but you know they still have to play the game and i, I remember a comment Lou Holtz made one time he's like They're on scholarships too. Just because we're you know, Navy is not a very physical team. They're on scholarships, man. So they're on scholarships for a reason. So, you know, you gotta play every game hard and you gotta play every game tough.
2: Tony Rice this year's team, what do you see?
9: Yeah, I see
8: great potential and god, I never want the season to end. And um, when I played, it's more like, okay, what's the next game? Oh, the game is over. You won a national championship. Ah, oh, darn it. No, who are we going to play next? Let's, forget about that. They're just go ahead and go. And I, I look at this team as once they get everything rocking and rolling, the season is going to end. And yeah. it's like, okay, um, what's going to happen next? And You got to prepare for the next week. I, I do think they will go all the way out and win all the other games that they have on the schedule. But it's just like for those kids that their last year at Notre Dame, you want to remember that. And I never forget, you know, never forgot that um, feeling um, because, you know, you're going to the next level. Notre Dame prepared you for what's going on it's in the real world. Right now you live in a fantasy. The fantasy is Notre Dame. The fantasy is and the paradise is Notre Dame. I always say. But once you get up, you never want it to end. And um, I just feel bad for the seniors and, you know, the people that are going to that next level.
2: What's your – and I know you're a quarterback, and I kind of know what the answer is going to be. Your uh, view of the uh, switching quarterbacks?
8: I don't really like it because it takes the momentum away from the, the quarterback that drives them down the field and you switch. All of a sudden it's like, why you have me in there? You believe me at one point to go all the way down, but then, like, to go and score that touchdown? Or to be a part of that touchdown, you're going to take me out? I don't like that. It happened to me once, and you know it wasn't my call, but I was a young whippersnapper, they call it. Um, <laughs> and I had to do what the coaches tell you to do. So I, I just don't believe in that. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And so far, it's not broke for them. It's happening. But in my state state of mind, that I will feel like, man, you don't believe me.
2: Good. Well said again, too, uh, Luther. Let me ask you one more thing about you're talking about the, our tackling this year, which I know Vince's eyes are rolling and agreeing with you and everything too. Do you ever have a time that that happened in a game, and what were the results in the next couple days practices after that?
9: that oh, <laughs> oh, you know, we we played Tony Dorsett in Pittsburgh, and we and he made us look really bad. Uh, we hit, we hit every day the next week. <laughs> Form tackling, live tackling, because
6: <laughs> they want to get it right,
9: man. And they are saying that we cannot let that happen again. <laughs> so, but so if you didn't want to tackle in practice for two or three days in a row, the next game, man, you better start tackling. So,
2: <laughs> I feel I feel bad for you, the uh, the the quarterback on your practice team. You guys were going against, or the running back.
9: <laughs> oh yeah, they were, yeah,
2: you're right. <laughs> All right, I don't yeah, know if you really guys right. are in uh, score predictions, but uh, Luther Bradley, what do you think today?
6: Oh,
9: I think they'll win today, uh, and I think they'll probably win by 10.
8: Uh, that, was, that was a good one. I, I, I'd say by 14.
2: 14. Yeah, okay.
8: we by two touchdowns, and, um, and, and that was a very nice. I'll tell you one thing about it. Hopefully, I don't know what the, the point spread right now, But Notre Dame better come to play because those guys are tough. And uh, nothing against Navy, and don't underestimate them. They want something, too. They want to
3: knock off Notre Dame.
2: Absolutely. That's right. Oh, yeah. They always get their best game. Vince, what is the line on the game?
3: Uh, 20 and a half.
2: 20 and a half. Wow. And over under.
3: I don't know the answer to that. I I don't know the answer to the over-under, but I know it's a three-touchdown spread.
2: Wow. Wow. If we can get the ball and, keep, and have enough time to score three touchdowns, that's probably the, uh, a big plus right there. All right, guys. Yeah, you know. Go ahead. Somebody want to say something else?
8: Hey, oh, no, no. There's nothing else. I'm sorry.
2: Okay. No, it's okay. So, Tony Rice, we thank you for uh, taking the time. And go ahead and get back on that motorcycle and head to your next destination and be safe. <laughs> Luther, we always enjoy having you every year, and we appreciate it. And you have a great day, too. Thanks, all guys. Right, you friend. guys take care. Thanks Luther, Thanks I so much, love guy. you with
8: all my heart. These guys take care of now. Thank you. We'll okay, be bye-bye.
2: back. Uh, put me in, Coach, right after the short break.
1: This is Legacy Heating Adair Game Day with Tim Growl and Vince DiDario on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT.
3: And your Legacy Heating and Air game day show is brought to you by, of course, Legacy Heating and Air, your clean air specialist. Find them online at LegacyHeatingAndAirInc.com. Also brought to you by Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Contact Jerry Madsen in Oceola, Craig Langhoffer in New Carlisle, Joe Ladig in Mishawaka, or John Shaver in South Bend. Also brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dowagic, where furniture shopping is fun by Food Bank of Northern Indiana, by Sherwood Tire, by Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, by Lozier, launch your career at Lozier, apply today, life at lozier.com, by Lech Door, by Flags International, McKinley Avenue in Osceola, celebrate with team flags, customized flags, banners and more, <laughs> by Martin Supermarkets, Pet Refuge, In Rug Company Studio, and Gift Shop by Tim Growl State Farm Insurance, by Zolman's Best One Tire and Auto Care, serving you and your family for three generations by your local Auto Value Auto Parts store where service is the difference. We get it. Tim?
2: So that signals our weekly feature, Put Me In, Coach, where we drop an individual, and that will be Vince Cadero, into position and have them call what they see and what they're going to play that position. Today we're going to put Vince at linebacker position. Vince, you're in the game. What are you seeing? What are you doing?
3: Well, obviously this is going to be a really, really important game for the linebackers. Uh, They don't really have to worry about dropping into pass coverage a whole lot. Yes, there will be times when that is the case, but uh, 98% of the time, They've got to stick to their keys. They've got to stick to their responsibilities. They've got to, you know, the the number one thing you have to do against the triple options, you got to stop the fullback first, right? And that's going to be the responsibility of those linebackers. So they they need to stay disciplined. They need to, you know, continue doing what they do every single play because the triple option is predicated on you not doing your job one time. And that one time can be disastrous. So linebacker – play is going to be so, so important today.
2: We'll keep our eyes on that position. And man, I can think back some of those games of the one that we really got killed. I don't remember what year it was with a Brian Kelly team. And that fullback was just coming up the middle and there wasn't anybody on him at
3: all. Well, yeah. And the the fullback this year only has about 400 yards total uh, rushing. So it's not going to be, you know, as damaging potentially against Notre Dame. But still, if you don't do your job, you're you're not going to have success
2: we'll be right back on the legacy heating and air game day show on wsbt
1: this is legacy heating and air game day with tim Grau and vince daddario on sports radio 960 am wsbt
2: yeah in the back i have a little music to keep us going on this chilly morning here in south Bend, indiana but soon to be pretty
3: good today yeah it's gonna be your typical fall november you know notre dame football game day i mean it's gonna be the, the you know the colors the are the colors yeah. are amazing i right. i was actually i said to my wife we were eating breakfast uh yesterday and looking out she sits in front of the window and then we have a beautiful tree in the backyard when the colors were chanced like it's like you're sitting in front of a postcard like just yeah. the colors and this is the fall you know in indiana mm-hmm. and this is this is when it's really cool there's only a few weeks right yeah. where the fall is really nice but this is it we're
2: in it oh yeah i mean the, you know the next home game or whatever there could be two feet of snow yeah
3: exactly <laughs> absolutely correct yes. so
2: people want to go to a game and there are, are still it's available out there i'm that, sure there are uh, this is a game to uh you know, get out there and uh to do that um one of the traditions that started in 2005 um, was both teams standing and uh, together arm in arm for the, for the playing of each st- uh, school's uh, song or uh, alma mater. Thong. Alma mater, Thank you. Cause it's like songs. That doesn't sound right. No. <laughs> Those, sorry. Not politically correct. Um, alma mater. So um, I always, every time I see that I'm just an old fashioned guy. I, I still get goosebumps when I see yeah. that.
3: No, I'm, it's great. I, I, it's...
2: Seriously. I'm saying I really do. Cause it just, that's what, we should it should all be strive to be about you know
3: completely agree with you there it's very clear there's mutual respect between the two teams and what they operate and they do and and um, i he- i heard us actually heard a stat yesterday that notre dame outside of the naval academy provides the most naval officers to the navy wow. so wow. there there again there's mutual <laughs> respect there and i i love that's one of the best things that charlie white's brought to notre <laughs> dame is, is that Tradition that they do the alma mater together.
2: Yep, yeah, it's a special, really special. We'll be right back for the second hour of the Legacy Heating Air Game Day show. Joining us will be former Irish players from a close win over Navy in 1984, Steve Berline, Alan Pinkett, John Carney, and a first-time long snapper guest, Kevin Kelly. Plus, we'll catch up with the one and only Daniel Rudy Rudiger, and we will have our weekly feature, the Key Banks Key to the Game. We hope you stay right here on your home for Fighting Irish football. Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT or via the WSBT radio app or streamed at WSBTradio.com.
6: And it's Baby Week here at
2: South Bend. Welcome back to the second hour of game day. Glad you're with us. Matt Embry is producing back in the WSBT studios. We're less than four hours away from kickoff right here on WSBT. So stay here. Don't change that. dial. Immediately following game day at noon will be game day sports beat with Darren Pritchett and Sean Styers leading into the network pregame show and then kickoff at just after 3.30 p.m. on NBC and Peacock. And your coverage is not over when the game ends. After the game, join Sean Styers and Evan Sharpley for a review of the game. Plus all the stats and the interviews on the official Notre Dame postgame show, all on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. So Navy is always a special week, and we have a special guest, and we're lucky enough for him to give us some time in early morning from Las Vegas, and that will be the original, the one and only Daniel Rudy Rudiger. Good morning.
7: Well, heck, yeah, good morning is right. Hey, Bench, hey, you mentioned the leaves, the turning of the colors. That's right. We were shooting the movie and taping leaves back up on the trees.
3: Were you really? Because <laughs> yeah. there's so some the, great shots in the movie of the, yeah. the fall on campus oh, and the whole awesome. thing. Yeah. All fake, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: So, Rudy, that's actually, you, we, were, we had a lot of talking off the air, and let's share some of that with the audience. Yeah. I'm going to talk to you about some store, some things. I'm am sure you've been interviewed numerous times, but maybe some things that people don't know. That's a, that's a good pickup there about the uh, the lease. But you're also saying something about the 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 band. The band, sure. The so tell band tell, was... tell tell us that story of the air to our listeners. Yeah,
7: you know when, when you uh, or shoot a movie, uh, Father Beauchamp gave us 100 percent cooperation. We can go anywhere on campus, uh, but we have one problem with the athletic department. Not that they were against the movie. They just didn't want the distraction of the film crew. Mm -hmm. So we had to go to the band and get permission from them so we can have eight minutes of their uh, time in that stadium so we could shoot that one scene, the final scene. And NFL films were filming it. So it was very important. We got those eight minutes, and we did. And uh, so we put the band to start the movie. And we put the band in the movie. That was our gift to the band. So those are the real kids. And uh, it wasn't easy shooting a movie at Notre Dame uh, during football, but it was easy shooting a movie on campus because we didn't have to create any sets. Everything was awesome. Mm -hmm. And we had a good time there. Uh, The the crew loved it. John Fabro, Vince Vaughn, all those guys, first time. they saw Notre Dame, Sean Astin. Sean asked and met his wife while shooting the movie, Rudy.
10: Oh,
6: really? So,
7: yeah, so there's a lot of good things uh, happened during that time. So, yeah, Rudy developed a lot of, I call, future, futuristic type of settings. Like, Sean has a daughter now that just graduated from Harvard. I have a daughter that just graduated from the Boston Conservatory. And David Ansby, the director, has a daughter that just graduated from Boston U a couple years ago. So we all had daughters at the same time. Is that wild? <laughs> that is wild. And we all ended up in Boston. And that's where I first started my career was in Boston in the Navy. Uh, I was just going to bring that up. we got to remind yeah. people. Thank you. I for was your one service. of the oldest, oldest walk ons ever, I think. <laughs> I think I was the only walk on uh, that ever. Uh, came on as a junior, and uh, played for that one play, but uh, it did make history, which was great.
3: I, I want—I've always wanted to ask you this because we've—I've debated it with some friends of mine, and yeah. things of that nature, as to why they—I I probably length would be my guess, but why they didn't kind of go into your naval career? I mean, because it's not a documentary. Yeah, it's not a yeah.
7: documentary. It's a movie, right. and, yeah. and that's the difference. And that's one of the when you tell the story to a writer. He interprets your story uh, a little different than how it actually happened. Uh, he would do composites and embellishments. but sure. Kept the spirit of the truth in the movie, which was very important. That's what Notre Dame wanted, the spirit of the truth, because uh, they know when you do a movie, you can't tell the whole story. Right. So, and we only needed a couple of victories, the acceptance and also the carry-off. Sure. Uh, and also the dream uh, the dream. Was uh, I had to make it bigger than me was for my dad and my brothers, and that's why it worked. And that's why dreams do work. Because when you make it bigger than you, that's why you don't quit. If you make it you only you, it's easy to quit because you become selfish. And, uh, it's not that. Eh, I knew it wasn't for me, but when
2: you make it bigger than you, that's where dreams really work. That's the one and only Rudy, and we're here on the Notre Dame pregame show, Legacy Heating Air Game. They show Rudy's a player, author, motivational speaker, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to go back to your Navy. What did you learn in the Navy that prepared you for college? Well, you
7: also mentioned something about the Navy, uh, how Notre Dame uh, has one of the biggest contributions in the Naval uh, Force. I was in the middle of the Mediterranean, uh, and I joined the Navy because of Vietnam because I don't want to get drafted, so I joined the Navy. And I'm in the middle of the ocean, uh, ocean and there was a Notre Dame officer uh, uh, on deck mm-hmm. and he had a Notre Dame ring on. And I saw that ring. I said, oh, my, I've never seen a Notre Dame man, a real one. You know, I thought they were special, man. That's what you were taught <laughs> when you were growing up, man. Only great ones go there and smart ones and great athletes. And and I believed that when I saw that uh, naval officer went to Notre Dame. I said, sir, did you go to Notre Dame? I'll never forget him saying this. Yes, I did. And I said, can I go there? He said, sure. Just keep steering the ship. You'll be fine and work hard and you'll find your way there. And that's a lot better than saying you're not smart enough. You're not good enough. And you're not big enough to go to Notre Dame. So that Notre Dame officer actually gave me the uh, inspiration to move forward
2: with my dream. I'm sure out there in that Mediterranean at that time, you had no idea—no
7: idea—in
2: terms of your life what was going to happen. But
7: you—you you were allowed to dream, though. See, Absolutely. that's the key. Yeah. Your imagination—that's uh, where. What you know, I have a daughter and a son. And one plays hockey for Arizona State, and he was played at Colorado last night. And uh, they—I don't know. It's just one of those things where, where I said, Danny always oh, wanted to play hockey when he was small now he's playing hockey and but he works hard at it and that's a that's how you get ahead by getting better each day and working hard I said you don't have to be the best just contribute to that team that's what I understood contribute when I once I understood all I had to do was contribute to Notre Dame football I could get on that football team I don't have to be great or I don't have to be a starter but to be part of that tradition because 10 years from now, People are gonna ask you, hey, did you play football for Notre Dame? Of course. They don't ask you if you started. They don't know if you even won a national because about all that stuff doesn't matter. Right. But if you're part of that Notre Dame football team, that's credibility.
3: Well, Rudy, I, I we talked a little bit earlier on the show about the fact that Notre Dame is now going and recruiting preferred walk-ons to come and prepare the team for Navy. And there, there's a young yeah. man locally who that's his only job. He's the quarterback during Navy yep. Week, and that's what he does all week. And mm-hmm. it, it shows you how important walk-ons are to this program at Notre Dame, and how important that whole walk-on program is. Did you did you feel that when you were a walk-on at all? <laughs> and how has that changed, baby? That's different Well,
7: scholarships changed that perception. You yeah, know? Uh, they started cutting scholarships back, and they needed that walk-on. Well, when I walked out, they had all the scholarships you needed. And you weren't really—they ex- not, not—they weren't excited to see you. <laughs> you, you, you. You took up space and you and you aggravated a lot of the guys. Yeah. So you were not the most well liked guy in that football team. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but uh, there were certain players that uh, did did appreciate your hard work and the struggle you went through, and, and it showed that when the Eddie Bauer, the captain of Notre name football, went in and talked to Divine about dressing me. Uh, he went to a young uh, player by the name of Pat Sarb who did give up his uniform so I could dress because the NCAA had a rule that year. Only 60 guys could dress at home where Era had 110, which meant what's wow. meant was this. And um, by the way, Vince, way to, you're what to do that. You're great with your daughters. That's awesome. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, Era promised all seniors. They could dress. Because, you know, you put the work in, you could dress mm-hmm. for your final game. And that, that was a big incentive. But when they took that away, they error leaves and divine comes in. We showed that in the movie, uh, it becomes a whole different mindset. Cause now you got to keep going to practice. knowing you're not going to dress. That's tough, but Absolutely. you have to be reminded too. That's not why you came. You came to Notre Dame to be part of something, not to be a
2: star. That's Rudy Rudiger, and we're uh, here on the Legacy Heating Air Game Day Show. Tim and Vince, let's go. Let's move a little forward towards. Uh, when did you first have the inkling that you wanted to write a story about what you experienced in your life? I was in the locker room at Notre Dame after the game,
7: and uh, your last game. Last game, I'm, I'm okay. taking my jersey off, and the sports writer came up to me said, "Rudy, right?" I said, "Yeah." He said, they're cheering for you. No one knows who you are. Who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess I don't know. How do you answer that? Right? Right. He says, I've never experienced anything like this at Notre Dame. He said, I've never seen a crowd cheer for someone they didn't know. That's because the student body started chanting, Rudy, not the football team. And when the student body chants, everybody chants. Well, and again, that's because of boxing. I won the bingo box. I became kind of like a known name to the students. So make a long story short, he says, this only happens in Hollywood, this type of stuff. And he just planted a seed till I saw the movie Rocky. Mm -hmm. And Rocky inspired that thought. So I, crazy as this sounds, I go out to Hollywood thinking I have a movie because I'm (laughs) connected to all the messages of Rocky. Ten years later, we get the movie made.
2: Yeah. Wow. Hey, um... So in, in the making of that movie, how much input did you have on choosing the three? All of four? it, 100%. So did, what stood out about Sean Astin that you wanted to have? Uh, my
7: dad was a World War II veteran, mm-hmm. B-17 bomber. And uh, Sean played uh, uh, the uh, tunnel guy uh, in Memphis Belle. I yeah. saw that yeah. movie. Another great movie, by the Another way. Another great movie. I said, oh, God, there he is, man. So I called Andrew and said, <laughs> We got the guy. He says, Rudy, we got the guy. We just, you know, casted Chris O'Donnell. I said, no, no, you got to look at Sean. And I, I wouldn't let him go until he said he would look at him. And uh, we brought him into Chicago for the Northwestern Notre Dame game. And i am never forget sitting in a hotel room with David and Angelo. Sean comes walking in and had his hat on backwards, hat mine on backwards. Dave said, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's that's him.
2: One of my favorite all time actors uh, just passed away Ned yeah Beatty. Ned Beatty. so great you had guy. him in mind for your dad?
7: He was perfect for my dad. He was a uh, blue collar background, Ned Beatty mm-hmm. he was a butcher for eight years, eight kids, so <laughs> he got he got the message real. and Robert Prosky was great for father uh, for the priest and and uh, Father Cavanaugh. He was wonderful. then there was uh another great one that I liked. Was uh, John Favreau, who was perfect for the character that played oh, yeah. the tutor, uh, mm-hmm. and Vince Vaughn was perfect for the antagonist football player, and, and we and Charles Dutton. I can't ask for a better, sure. emotional, strong-minded guy like uh, uh, like Charles Dutton. He just had a stroke, by the way. Uh, oh. And Jason Miller, I picked. Mm-hmm. He became a friend of mine before Rudy because he's a Notre Dame fan. I met him through a couple of Notre Dame former players. I said, wow. And he knew Eric Parcesian. He knew all his techniques, all his gestures. And I introduced him to the casting director, and they loved him as well. So, yeah, because I went to Hollywood, put the team together, uh, we became a team. I, I kind of put myself third person and, and, and made it a business, made it a creative process instead of, hey, this is about, no, it's not about me. It's about every kid who ever wanted to go to Notre Dame, every kid who ever wanted to play football, no matter every kid who had a dream. And this process was the opportunity to uh, express that in a, in a major motion picture. And by the way, we, we didn't do too bad years later. We're still there. We're number one uh, in all football movies ever ever right. shot. And, uh, and we're third in all inspirational movies. So, you know, I'm real proud of that. And our, our we have a documentary we just got an Emmy for, Rudy rudiger The Walk-On. And our Broadway show, uh, Dream Big on Broadway with Rudy rudiger And really? we got a Telly Award for that. So mm-hmm. uh, So the story keeps living. I just spoke in Vegas here last night to a group of business guys. And they grew up with Rudy. Yeah. Sure. It's like, you you know, I can wear my bike in my Vegas hat because of the uh, nights, Vegas nights. And I spoke to these kids in fifth grade and now she's ahead of marketing for the nights. So they,
2: they bring me in. And so you never know, do you? We've only got a minute or two here with you. It goes, goes so fast. So, what do you say? What is your main crux of what you're saying out there in your in your speeches? To uh, let's say, speaking to kids more so than, than business. Well, I think
7: it's a mindset. We have to develop positive mindset. Stay away from the goofy thoughts, goofy information, goofy friends, and get around good information. Eliminate. Stay with your dream. Uh, do the work. Have a simple philosophy. Work hard. Get better each day. Don't worry about uh, competing against the other guy. Compete with yourself those little things i think helps kids realize they don't have to look like that kid to be somebody they don't have to be as fast as that kid to be part of something but if you have the skill and talent you should work hard and boy you don't where are you going to be 10 years from now uh if you do do that work so those are the messages i keep it simple
2: powerful and clear okay you're going to be out at notre dame for Georgia, Georgia Tech, Tech. right? It has yeah, to be Georgia yeah, Tech, yeah. right? So tell yeah. tell the listeners uh, what's going on
7: there and how they. Well, can- I'm gonna be at the bookstore doing a book signing, and mm-hmm. we're gonna. Uh, I, I think it's a. I don't know how long Georgia Tech. When's the last time they played at Notre Dame? It's been a while.
6: Oh was, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah I agree, yeah. yeah.
7: Long time. What's and the book? By you're the be way, signed, Rudy, y-
2: what's the book you're gonna be signing? So the
7: listeners- uh, Rudy, my story, uh, mm-hmm. and the uh, also the other book we have out. There's there's a. Uh, uh, a book from the documentary we have out they could get anyway helmet little football helmets with actual play on it mm-hmm. and footballs uh they have a choice uh, of what they want but you know it, it's funny because i do autographs for a uh, living too it's it, it's and sometimes i'm with uh um jim leland Couple weeks ago, the former. Yeah, I didn't realize he was a big Rudy fan. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) there's probably a lot out there you don't know about this. I was a big Jim Leela fan. (laughs) (laughs)
6: There
7: you go.
2: It just goes on and on. Well, we appreciate you taking the time getting up so early out there in Vegas. And we'll connect again. Uh, maybe look, at, like, look
7: at Alan Pinkett. Hey, Alan. <laughs> my God, up, I'm, I'm going to go sit on my throne like you do.
10: Yes, I <laughs> You know, I wrote a paper in college on the toilet
2: one time. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> that, that,
7: one, that is the greatest interview setup I've ever
2: seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we tell people they can inter- we can interview them anywhere they want to be. So. Yeah. All right. We're sit on the throne. All, All right. right. <laughs> Next year, okay. Alan, good to see you.
10: YouTube reading.
2: All right, buddy. All we'll right, be uh, right back with Alan Pinkett, Steve Burline, John Carney, and Kevin Kelly here on the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show on Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
3: And your Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show is, of course, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air, your clean air specialist. Find them online at Legacy Heating and Air, Inc. Com. Also brought to you by Edward Jones. Making sense of investing? Contact Terry Clark in South Bend, Matt Carroll in Mishawaka, Ryan Hale in South Bend, or Jerry Hunt in South Bend. By Fisher's Barbecue and Catering at 213 East McKinley Avenue in Mishawaka for drive through carry-out, or catering. Just look for the smoke. By Four Winds Casino, are you ready for your next escape? Experience the excitement at Four Winds Casinos with award-winning cuisine, the latest slots, and a variety of table games, including live poker. Four Winds Casinos, your entertainment escape. Must be 21 years or older. Please play responsibly. By KeyBank. Earn up to 2% cashback purchases with the Key cashback credit card. KeyBank opens doors. For more info, visit key.com slash cashback. KeyBank is member FDIC. By Mimo's on Edison and Mishawaka. If you like pizza, you'll love Mimo's. Manja Manja By Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. Authentic Mexican, serve fresh daily at McKinley and Division in Mishawaka. MontereyMexican.com. By South Bend Orthopedics Team Physicians for the University of Notre Dame since 1949. By Wings Etc. Grill and Pub with 14 area Michiana locations. Stop in today and order online at togo.wingsetc.com. The Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center, OSMC, providing orthopedic care to Michiana since 1973, and by Salsa's Mexican Grill. Share good times and great food this football season at Salsa's Mexican
2: Grill. Tim? We cover it all with our sponsors, and we're thankful for them. You can go have uh, breakfast. You can go get an x-ray for your your knee from the orthopedic places. Then you can go have lunch at another place, and then uh, get your car fixed, and then go have dinner. we got oh, it yeah. all covered.
3: That's I and and flags international, I think, is one of our sponsors. I'm having to make a flag for my baseball team, so I we 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 frequent our sponsors, and so
2: should you. That's we appreciate that. All right, so uh, next we got a a number of players here, and we're all going to work together here because they're going to be clicking in as we're going along. (laughs) That's okay. uh one of our most favorite guests is nice enough for all the years i've been doing the show comes on uh every year has been waiting patiently for us and that would be <laughs> alan pinker good morning alan hey tim great to see you man and uh vince good to see you and we got somebody else on but it doesn't have a name attached who else is on it's kevin hey kevin kevin Kevin. What's, what's up pink how you doing man
10: i'm doing good man great to hear your voice we love putting players i haven't seen you in a
11: while here you got to get back
10: well uh i still pretty much look the same just a little more gray hair and i probably ate my way to another position but
2: uh, (laughs) i'm doing good all right so this is this is always fun because i i just strive to get multiple players on because um some guys tell stories differently than their their teammates do so it's always fun to hear what the different versions are and stuff but Alan, let's start out w- w- with you. And if I said Navy game, what does that mean to you?
10: Well, I mean, it's a tradition-rich game. Uh, back when I was playing, there was always a feature between Napoleon McCallum, who was running back then, and uh, against me. Of course, there was more than me on the team. But it was always a, a running game battle. And and um, so a lot of fine memories playing Navy.
2: Kevin?
11: You know, from, from my standpoint, um, it was one of my more difficult games because at six feet tall, when I'm up against a traditional 6'4", six, 6'5", six, guy, I can stay underneath them. But these Navy guys were strong, and they stayed low. They cut your knees, and it was always a battle. And I you know, I, I think of the way I appreciate the, the, the Navy rivalry now. And when we play all the academies, I wish I had the appreciation for it back then, as I do now. Um, I've got a son that's in the um, in flight school with the United States Navy in Pensacola. So it, it very much hits home. But I, I sure wish I had the appreciation for it back then, as I do now.
2: So everybody knows Al, Alan was a, you know, a running back. Most people probably do not remember that you were a long snapper, and I will tell you, you get the award. I think this is the first time I've ever had a long snapper on, <laughs> on the show in twenty plus years that I've been doing this. So,
11: Well, it's only taken 37 years. And you know what? Um, if, if my name is in the newspaper, there's trouble. That's because a, a
2: long, I mean, good point. When a long snapper gets recognized, it's
11: only bad.
2: You got it. Alan, and we'll ask this next question, a common question for you both. So what was the preparation like or what did they do differently or the coaches do differently when you were practicing the week prior to playing a Navy game? Or I know the, the Surface academies in general had mostly ran the same offense. Well,
10: I'll go first. Um, when when Napoleon McCallum was there, they ran a regular offense, eye formation type offense. They weren't running a wishbone or oh, T right. formation or anything like that. You know, so the preparation – was, um, you know, pretty standard. But what you did know, and this is what I tell people about Navy all the time, is they look like a high school team when they come out on the field. Yeah. But but if you are not fundamentally sound and, and technique strong, they will run you out of the stadium.
2: You wrote that, they right. Had,
10: I, I would say they had bigger guys back in the uh, late 80s when, uh, or mid-80s when uh, we played them. Uh, But the one thing you could always count on, whether you were winning 50 to nothing or losing 20 to nothing, they played the same. They came at you with everything they had. They gave everything they had on every play. And you had nothing but respect for those guys because you knew after the game, they had to go and defend the country.
2: That is so true. Kevin you you were just talking about how it was hard to prepare because the players were you know shorter and coming low. so how did you prepare and how did the coaches prepare you for what you were going to see
6: you know
11: it i mean from, from a long snapper standpoint i think it's just a lot about you know sticking to your process i was blessed to have a solid offensive line around us you know through through our years with john through my four years we we actually never had a blocked punt or a blocked field goal their extra point and that had nothing to do with me but um it it obviously had to do with the guys around me but you know one of the things i tell you if if they had the rules in football back then as they do now for long snappers hell i'd be the only 58 year old guy still playing in pro football right now yeah exactly (laughs) they they are so protected um and, and so it's uh you know back in our day uh you know, obviously you looked at the line and um, you got six three, six four and then me at six foot, uh, two hundred and thirty pounds. I drew attention that way. So um, we just, just had to stay sound with our process. And, and I know it's it's something John Carney uh, has always preached for a long time. You know, it's it's don't think about the, the game time, don't think about what the score is. It's just it's your process.
2: That's Kevin uh, Kelly there. We're also with Alan Pinkett. And now joining us is kicker, John Carney. Good morning, John. Hey guys. Good, What's to, up, good guys? to talk to you. Go Irish. How you doing, Kev? So here doing we go. Well, let's go. Friend. Let's, let's catch John up and get, catch you up a little bit, John. So you're going to get a couple of questions here. All, all, all in one Navy game. What did that mean to you? When I say those two words,
12: <laughs> uh, well, it's, uh, it's always an honor to play the, the Naval Academy or any academy, uh, what they, they've done for our country and continue to do so. So it's, a, it's an honor just to play in that game. Uh, for me, a sophomore at the time, that was my first year kicking field goals for the Irish uh, and, and, and then first opportunity to kick uh, a meaningful field goal that ended up being uh, the difference in the game. So uh, yeah. it was a big stepping stone for me. Uh, and fortunately, speaking with uh, Kevin Kelly, uh, he was a real key to our success, uh, my best long snapper uh, in college by far.
2: You know, the 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 connection that a kicker and a long snapper has. I found out how deep that still is all these years when I asked you about bringing somebody else on the show. And you said, my long <laughs> snapper, of course. I'm bringing my long <laughs> snapper.
11: I tell you well.
2: You got it. So anyway, let's talk about that 1984 game, which was – very close, and uh, John's kick with 14 seconds left uh, lifted uh, Notre Dame to an 18-17 to uh, win. Anything in particular stand out in that game, Alan? You know, I know I'm testing your memory or whatever.
10: Yeah, you know, it's, it's – uh,
6: uh,
10: I'll try to keep the story short, but in the spring of 84, I had knee surgery and I had a sprained ankle And if Mm. I was smart, I would have redshirted that year. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, I I tried to continue to play. Had a decent game against Purdue. We opened up in the Hoosier Dome. Uh, But I kept re-injuring my ankle. Mm. And it finally took until our third loss against South Carolina that I didn't re-injure the ankle. (laughs) And lo and behold, what happens when you don't re-injure the ankle? We go to LSU, unranked. Yeah, uh, or excuse me, sixth ranked and, uh, and unbeaten. I carried the ball forty times for one hundred sixty yards. We played Navy the following game. I had thirty-seven carries for about one hundred and forty-four yards. And the thing that set up the field goal, we ran a screenplay where uh, we, we do like a counter tray action, and it's a long developing play. But I took the ball, and I don't know, I ran 20 or 30 yards, and I probably should have ran out of bounds, but I knew we had a great kicker. So I just tried to go ahead and score, turn the ball back up inside, and I knew we were in great field goal position, and I knew we were going to win that game. But it's just, uh, you know, from a personal aspect, uh, just what happened after I could, you know, run and not have to worry about a bad ankle.
2: That's Alan Pinkett uh john how about um so you were a sophomore kevin what were you at that
10: i was
11: i was a senior
2: so you were a senior whatever so um you had a little more experience probably in the in those tough situations at the end whatever john you're saying that this was close to one of the years as a sophomore your your first pressure kick so to speak
12: uh yeah i would say so in a game time situation and uh yeah again i had great confidence in kevin and our protection Mike Vericola was our holder, our punter, mm-hmm. so uh, we had a, a fantastic operation. So, as Kevin mentioned earlier, it's about <clears throat> getting out in the field and following the process, and trusting your your training, uh, your mechanics, and uh, and just focusing on the task at hand. And yeah, uh, it, it went well. I mean, the guys, it, the operation was fantastic. Uh, I know you probably want to talk about the time clock, but we we certainly weren't didn't have our eyes on that we were uh, going uh, as business as usual um if, if the clock ran out it's kevin's fault
2: <laughs> actually I, that's the you know question but let me stick I, I this in there real quick you were going to throw me under the bus
12: <laughs> <laughs>
2: for our listeners what john is referring to is the officials failed to notice that the play playcock had actually expired before the ball was snapped but that's, that's getting picky, right? Allegedly. Wait, allegedly. Well, allegedly. Allegedly. allegedly,
3: that's right. Allegedly. What's the
2: old for. story? If they don't throw a flag, it wasn't a penalty.
3: That's right. Go. Yeah. Absolutely. John, I got to ask you, when you're standing there on the sidelines and you're watching the offense drive down the field, you know what the situation is. You know this could come down to a kick or maybe Allen scores on that screen pass. What What's going through your mind as the offense is, is working their way down the field knowing that it could be all up to you at the end? Yeah. <clears throat>
12: So if, if we prepare correctly during the course of the week, that's the situation we prepare for. We want to, we want to put ourselves into the, the most pressure-packed or important situation that could arise during the course of the game during the week. So mentally, physically, we've been there before. We have a, we have a plan and a strategy in place, and we execute it when it comes to be, uh, and most of the time that would be in the fourth quarter. So it's you know, kind of just engaging in that process that we practice during the course of the week. Uh, and and being ready for it, not you know, hoping that Allen scores. Of course, I I'm I'm always a big fan of a touchdown over a field goal. Uh, <laughs> but but uh you know, ready ready to do our job that we uh, prepared to do. And um and you know, was it fourth down? Oh, I was fourth down. But you know, they sent us no, out and, it out there and yeah, second. It was either first or second down.
10: Yep. Yeah, I yeah, think, so, think he um,
11: wasted a pass to bring the clock down a little bit.
10: Yeah. And yeah. So, um, enough, yeah, go ahead, John. I was just going to say one more thing. Uh Former Irish coach Jappy Oliver, you know, he was there with Charlie Weiss. Mm-hmm. Well, he was he was coaching the naval academy at the time, and years later, he saw me and he told me he was coaching on that navy team. And after, you know ran the screen pass, and we kicked the field goal. He says he didn't even go in and take a shower. He just went straight and got on the bus. He was so
12: angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I got a friend who was our, a cadet I, at the academy, and he, he was not happy. <laughs> I think our streak,
11: we had run it to, what, 27 games at that point, somewhere around there. So none of us wanted to be on that on that team that broke that winning streak against the right.
2: That's Kevin Kelly. We're also with John Carney, Alan Pinkett on the legacy heating air game day show here on WSBT. I don't think I've asked this question in a long time and I don't know why I associated with the kicker, but I'll ask either all of you, any superstitions or things that you had to do every game, John?
12: Well, I like to call them routines. <laughs> okay, <superstition> of, <laughs> I a like, negative I like connotation, I like So <laughs> call them routines. Uh, You know, I think uh, many athletes fall into routines, uh, if if, if you want to tag it as a superstition, but we're creatures of habit. We stick with processes and strategies and routines that are successful. If they're not, we'll change it. So, uh, you know, we, we fall into these patterns, I guess you could say. Um, and we have a pattern in pregame. We have a pattern during the game, uh, how many kicks into the net, uh, you know, a drink of water, uh, the most who's superstitious guy or routine guy that I know to throw another good friend of, of, uh, Kevin and I under the bus would be Dan Sorensen, who was our punter who punted at Notre Dame. Uh, and that guy, uh, came in, he, he came from a hockey background as a hockey goalie. So we know hockey goalies can be superstitious at times, but, uh, (laughs) our good friend, Danny boy, uh, Ty Cobb was his favorite uh, baseball player. So he wore number 13. He wore he, he read 13 pages of the Ty Cobb biography the night before the game. Uh, he had a lucky penny that he found at Michigan that he put in his shoe. I mean, it, it went on. And I said, Dan, how do you keep track of all this stuff? <laughs> but a great guy and a great punter and a great friend of ours. Kevin, how about for you?
2: Any yeah, r-
11: from, a super, from a routine standpoint, you know what? I always ran out of the tunnel with a football in my hand because it was a new one straight out of the box, so I could practice with it the sidelines. And I, I, I guess the only other thing for me is I always stood on So in Notre Dame Stadium. It was always the south side on the 30-yard line. Um, that's where I remained all game for the field goal team. So um, not too much more than that, other than the fact that my family gave me hell if I didn't tap the top of my helmet when I ran out of the tunnel to let them know. That I uh that I'm acknowledging them.
12: That's great. Oh, I like that. That's a good one, Kevin.
10: Well, I think the only thing I would consider uh a superstition slash routine is I had to have the label on my jackstrap face out. That was the only thing. (laughs) All right, that's a little more information than we needed (laughs) to know. That's great. Yeah, what I don't know, I don't know if there's a label on both sides, but it's always important that the <laughs> label had
2: to face out. <laughs> now you're going to make everybody go check that thing sometime this weekend. <laughs>
6: hey, oh my, hey, Alan.
2: I, I was, when I heard Kevin and John's answer, I was thinking, oh, great, we're not going to have a pair of socks or shirt that stands in the corner on it's only because we're every time. But that just blew it away. So
3: <laughs> Go, go ahead, right. Kevin. Go ahead, Kevin. You got yeah,
11: something? Yeah, you know, I – Just the fact that we got to go and play in New York, that was always a special trip. The fact that we got, you know, Alan and John went on to great pro careers and played in a number of iconic stadiums. But, you know, to play in the Meadowlands, to go to New York, to tour NBC Studios, to go to the top of of the Empire State Building, to do all those things was really cool. But, Alan, I was hoping you could elaborate for for everyone um, how special... The bus trip from the stadium back to Newark Airport was with the uh, with the uh, the crew that we had that followed us.
2: <laughs> we all want to hear this one.
10: Oh well, uh, I guess I would credit uh, Mark Brooks and
2: Chris Smith uh,
10: for, I guess, convincing uh, a couple of people of the uh, opposite sex to entertain us on the bus ride back. Uh, in their car, from their car, uh, and, uh, yes, one side of the bus was, uh, heavily tilted <laughs> yeah, because the gals on the other side of the bus didn't know what was going on. Uh, uh, no, uh-huh. I thought the <laughs>
11: yeah. bus was going to tip over.
6: I thought the bus was
10: going to tip
11: over. And by the way, I think the priests that were on my bus, they were also on that side of the bus too. I'm just saying. <laughs> I
10: think they, I think they, they, they blessed, uh, the young ladies yes. in the car.
2: <laughs> so as we, yeah, things go so fast and I wish we had even more time, but as we, as we go, we got about a minute for each of you and, uh, Alan knows how this works because he's an analyst or stuff. So, uh, your snapshot of the fighting Irish this year, Alan.
10: Well, I, I think, uh, they didn't gain an identity until, you know, probably the USC game on yep. offense, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in, in terms of which quarterback are they going to use? And, you know, can we develop a good running game? And a running game is a quarterback's best friend. So I think it finally took that long for them to figure out this is what we want to do on offense. I've been very pleased with the defense, a lot of guys flying around and being physical. And, you know, I think that the only blemish that Cincinnati game is one of those games where, you know, we gave it to them and then they beat us right uh, so it's one of those games that, that could have been won, but i think cincinnati was the better team and won. and i think notre dame without a doubt can win the rest of the games on their schedule easily
12: yep john carney uh, i agree with alan um they were seeking for an identity and I, they, I think they found it they seem to be uh gelling on both sides of the ball uh you know we're a better offense with with Mike Mayer on the field. Uh, it's obviously uh, that, that's a given. Um, he's just always go to receiver, which is great to have as an outlet for our quarterbacks. Um, but I'm excited they're they're getting it done. You know we lost a lot to graduation in the NFL last year, and the young guys are are maturing on the go. Uh, the offensive line is gelling on the go, and um, at the right time too, because this this. This uh, home stretch leading into uh, hopefully some playoffs, uh, it, um, I, I, I'm excited for their opportunities. Just got to keep everybody healthy.
2: Kevin Kelly.
11: You know, John, I think you hit it on the head from a maturing standpoint. I think the, a lot of these young guys that hadn't gotten the playing time over the years, they're starting to get in it. They're starting to gel. What I want to see from the team is to stop playing to the level of the competition when you're supposed to squash someone, you squash someone. There you go. And, 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 I'd, and I'd love to see us get to that point. And I, I, I think um, not that we're, we're shooting for style points, but I think it would be a step in the right direction. You know, uh, I, I give them credit, though. When a play needs to be made this year, they've made the plays. And so that, that keeps me hopeful for the rest of the year. Hey,
10: and to add on to Kevin's point, I know we're running out of time, but the Navy game under Coach Niamatololo, mm-hmm. it's either a shootout or a blowout. And right, so yeah. what you have to do for Notre Dame is you got to stop them on two series. If you can stop them uh, on two series, make them punt on two series, and then go ahead and score, right. then you put Navy in a position that's uncomfortable for them. They don't like to come from behind. They like to be in control. So yep. that's always the key to me in beating Navy.
2: Well said, well said. Thank you, gentlemen. Believe me, I always wish we had a half hour to talk because there's still more questions and stories Mm -hmm. to be had, but we'll have to end it right there. And Alan Pinkett, John Carney, and Kevin Kelly, we appreciate it. And we hope you guys have a great day and go Irish. Thanks. Go Irish. Go Irish.
10: Always a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you.
2: This is the Legacy Heating Air Game Day show on 960 AM WSBT, your home for fighting Irish football.
1: This is Legacy Heating and Air Game Day with Tim Growl and Vince DiDario on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT.
3: And your Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show is brought to you by, of course, Legacy Heating and Air, your clean air specialist. Find them online at Inc.com By Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing. Contact Leo E. Primer in South Bend, John Hipsman in Mishawaka, Sean Stevens in South Bend, Bob Borlick in, New- in North Liberty, Matt Wilson in South Bend, Pablo Rodriguez in Granger, Eric Yetterberg in South Bend, or Matt Stem in Osceola. Also brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwanjak, where furniture shopping is fun by Food Bank of Northern Indiana, by Sherwood Tire, by Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, by Lozier. Launch your career at Lozier. Apply today. Life at lozier.com. By Lightner Door, Flags International on McKinley Avenue in Osceola. Celebrate with team flags, customized flags, banners, and more. By Martin Supermarkets, Pet Refuge, In Rug Company, Studio, and Gift Shop. By Tim Growl, State Farm Insurance. By Zolman Solman's Best One Tire and Auto Care, serving you and your family for three generations and by your local Auto Value Auto Parts store where service is the difference. We get it.
2: And we thank you. It's going to be a beautiful day here in South Bend for the game uh, later today at uh, 3.30 kickoff time. And now it's time for our weekly series, The Key Bank Keys to the Game. Smart Checking. They work harder to make checking smarter. No maintenance fees, no minimum balances, 40,000 ATMs. KeyBank checking is pretty smart. Open a Key Smart checking account today. KeyBank opens doors. For more info, visit key.com. KeyBank is a member FDIC. So, let's ask. And I this is live radio. I'm I'm on the fly. Somebody just joined us. Who joined us?
6: This is Steve Berlind. Hey, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) We only got a few minutes uh, left.
2: We only got a few minutes left.
11: Well, I apologize. I'm I'm the California guy that that woke up and and, uh, forgot that I had something going this morning.
2: That's okay. (laughs) Believe me, you're not the first one in all this time. Can I get back with you off the air later today and we'll get you on one of the later shows in November if possible?
12: sure no problem no problem i
2: apologize oh you don't have to all right you have a great weekend okay we'll see you
9: guys go irish we'll see you
2: absolutely go irish all right vince go with the keys key bank keys to the game
3: all right how many do you want tim i got five if you need them but we can do less
2: um hey matt we're also live right on the fly how much time we got left in this segment okay go for three and then we'll see what happens.
3: All right. Sounds good. Well, the third key to the game is you've got to handle those cut blocks. Uh, you know, Navy, that's what they do. They got to open up those lanes and you've got to be smart. You've got to use your hands. If you're a defensive lineman, you've got to push those guys down to the ground. You've got to get over them and you've got to stay uninjured. If they can get out of this game uninjured, that's going to be absolutely huge. My second key to the game is you have to be disciplined. I mean, you, you are Doing the same thing over and over and over and over, and this Navy offense, what they want you to do is they want you to mess up that one time. You mess up that one time, you don't follow your, uh, you know, your rules that one time. They bust a big play, and it could mean the difference in the game. So you absolutely must be disciplined. And the number one key to this game, and it was mentioned in the last segment by by our guest, you've got to score early. Alan Pickett nailed it. He score early, score often. If you can score early, if you can score on your first two to three possessions, if you're the Notre Dame offense, put some points on the board, score touchdowns, not field goals, and then the defense can stop them, you're going to – Navy's not built to come from behind, and they're going to have a real hard time getting back into this game if you take a 14-21 point lead early on in the first, early second quarter. So score early, score often, by far the number one key in this game.
2: And that's Vince's key bank keys to the game. We'll be right back.
1: Since Legacy Heating and Air, game day with Tim Growl and Vince Tedario on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT.
2: And we're back. Just a short time left before game day sports beat, and then that's followed by the network Notre Dame show, and then uh, the actual game, which is at 3:30 on NBC and Peacock. So we we'll hope you'll stay tuned we got time for a couple more key banks to the key to the game, Vince. Oh,
3: you're throwing me a curveball, but Bonus. I can handle it. right? Well, another really important key is you've got to control the middle of the line of scrimmage. We talked about it a few segments ago, actually, when we did the put me in coach segment. You know, as a linebacker, you've got to control the middle of the line of scrimmage. Shut down the fullback first and foremost. That's the number one priority because everything then feeds off of the fullback. If you can shut down the fullback. We actually saw it last night in the high school game that we were doing. This. The fullback was shut down. They ended up losing the game. Uh, but if you can shut down the fullback, things get a lot easier for you uh, if you're the Notre Dame defense. So that's that's one key. And then you got to win on early downs. I think that's really, really important because, again, if you go back to the philosophy that Navy's not built to come back, they're also not built for third and long. So if you can win on first and second down and you can put them into a third and seven, third and eight situation, they're outside of what they want to do. They're what we call behind the chains, right? So they're off schedule. If you can win on those first and second down opportunities, third and long is where you want to be as a defense. And so if Notre Dame can do those things, they're going to have a lot of success against this Navy offense.
2: And that's the bonus key bank keys to the game. Get a key (laughs) bank cash back credit card up to 2% back for those of you who like cash and getting it back. And then are up to 2% cash back on purchases with the key cash back credit card. Key bank opens doors bank member FDIC another great show goes too fast as always yesterday. does we appreciate you listening Vince and I want to thank Matt Embry back in the WSBT studios and our personal thanks to all our guests for taking time out of their busy weekend to chat with us and make the show what it is and of course we thank you for listening don't go anywhere WSBT's Notre Dame coverage continues with game day sports beat with Darren Pritchett and Sean Sires I'm following sports beat as a network pregame show then it's kickoff just after 3 30 p.m. And after the game, make sure to join Sean Styers and Evan Sharpley for the official post-game show. Please join us next week at a time to be announced. So listen to weekday sports beat for our time as your Irish go on the road to take on the Cavaliers of Virginia. For Vince D'Addario, this is Tim Grau. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show on your home for Fighting Irish Football, Sports Radio 960 AM, WFPT South Bend. Have a great day. Go Irish!